You're listening to my mom, the real Kathy Lee. She's a hot mess. Hey, you're listening to the real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, I'm so glad that you have joined me on The Real Kathy Lee. I am actually in Orlando, Florida at the FPEA conference. It's one of our favorite conferences. We bring all the kids and everybody's running around the Gaylord Palms and it kind of is a crazy, exciting, fun conference for our families. I'm speaking of my business partner, Leslie. If you've not heard about us at the Homegrown Preschooler, check us out. It is such a great company. I know I'm part owner. I shouldn't be bragging about it, but I have to. I have to tell you that if you've got little ones, you really need to look at a year of playing skillfully. Leslie has been so kind to sponsor this podcast for me, and she's been a guest on this show with me as well. We've talked about art. We're going to be talking about science in an episode coming up. We're just going to really chat about all the great things you can do with your little ones that are educational, but done through play. That's really the gist of our company. So, A couple weeks ago, I asked moms and dads on Facebook and other social media outlets, what are some things you'd like to hear me talk about? What are some questions you have about parenting, about, you know, just raising these little ones? How do you do it? And I don't know at all. I'll be the first to tell you. I make so many mistakes. I, gosh, I'm a hot mess at this parenting thing. But my heart is for my kids. And I studied child development in college, and I loved it. And I've worked with young kids for a really long time, and I know when people describe me, I've heard lots of different things. I get called, you know, Jen Hatmaker and Lisa Turkhurst and the little bit of Pioneer Woman with maybe some super nanny thrown in there. I have had moms FaceTime me to watch their kids have fits, to email me and ask me, and I often get asked about toddlers. I often get asked, what do you do with the defiance that seems to be associated with toddlers. And it's funny, I know if you have heard me talk on this podcast or in person, my theme is the same. It's really to be lighthearted. We take this parenting gig so seriously. And so many times if we would just approach it with a playful spirit, a playful attitude, we would see that we could get so much further in moving our kids forward and guidance and behavior and development. So I wanted to specifically talk for a few minutes just about those toddlers. When I say toddlers, I'm talking about, you know, when they first start walking, talking, you know, 14 months to about age three. That's what we refer to as the toddler stage. So in that stage, what's so interesting with these guys, they finally get an opinion. Isn't it fun to be near a toddler who is always screaming, no, and mine? We hear that all the time, you know, with those little guys. They always want to grab something It's theirs. It doesn't matter if it was theirs two months ago, it's now theirs again. It doesn't matter if it was theirs, you know, yesterday, it's theirs now. It's always theirs. It doesn't matter if you took it and claimed it as yours, it's still theirs. Everything is theirs. So no and mine seem to be their two favorite words. Parents often get frustrated. What do I do? What do I do? And they are often surprised when I say, hey, it's actually not a bad thing. When a kid says no and mine, it's actually something positive. you got to remember, what's our goal in this parenting thing? It's to raise these children up to leave and to be grown-ups that are well-adjusted. So what's actually happening, a few things. Number one, these little guys finally have an opinion. 
Think about it. In their first year, you've done everything for them. You've made decisions about when they eat, when their diaper gets changed, when they go somewhere, where they sleep. You have done that. And finally, they are mobile. They can move around where they want, and they have words to say no. I don't like that. No. I don't want that. No. This is not how I want it to be. And so it's really, you look at it as a positive thing. Oh my goodness, it's their first step at independence. And so instead of getting all frustrated with this no, 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 find a way to ask open-ended questions that will help them see that there is an option. They're just saying, hey, I want control. I'm going to say mine because I want control. So you give them some control. You put things before them they can do themselves, like buy a small you know, milk container they can pour themselves because it's all mine, me do it, me do it. And you let them attempt those things themselves. You buy shoes that they can put on themselves so that they can do it. They can be big. You give them choices with their clothes. Who cares what they wear? I know some of this we've said before, but again, lighthearted. And then when it comes to discipline, you let them know in simple terms what you want. So often, no is because we say it to them. We're always like, No, 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 not that. No, 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 no. And so we wonder, why do they say, no, 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 no? Well, because they hear it from us. So instead, for example, if you see a kid climbing on something you don't want him to climb on, instead of go, no, 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 get down, you can say things like feet on the floor. Let them know what you expect. Hey, let's go climbing over here. This is where we climb. You use what we call in child development redirection. But it really is helpful at this stage of the toddlerhood. You just simply redirect them to the appropriate behavior, the appropriate activity. You know, if they want to play in the bathtub, let's play in the bathtub. It's like, no, 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 it's not time for a bath. Why not? Why isn't it time for a bath? Let's take a bath. Who really cares? Get in there and play. Get in there and do some fun things. So no is not, it isn't a negative. Again, these guys are finally having an opinion. They're finally getting to state what they want. So what you need to do is just you need to give them the opportunity to do that. The other thing we hear a lot in the toddler world is mine. Mine, 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 as I've just said. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with kids not sharing? We all want kids to grow up that share. But did you know that cognitively a child does not really understand the idea of sharing until around the age three? Around the age of three is when they begin to move into what we call the cooperative stage of play. And it's at that stage that they can understand, hey, this is mine, but I'm sharing it with you. And when you finish, you'll give it back to me hopefully, and they will begin to go that back and forth in cooperative play. Before then, everything is mine. Again, establishing independence, they're full of themselves, right? They're egocentric. There is a developmental stage, and they cannot understand that if you take that and you use it for a minute, in their mind, it's gone forever. They'll never get it back. So it's mine. It's mine. They hold it close. So how do you deal with that? A couple of things. One, have plenty of the same thing. You know, if they love a certain ball, go buy a few extra of those balls. Have several of that. Acknowledge when they do share, when someone shares it with them. Oh, my, look at the way Grace shared that with you. Wow, that made you happy when Grace shared that with you. When you share it with Grace, it's going to make her happy, too. When we share our belongings, and Grace will give it back. And sometimes you even do that back and forth game. Mommy's going to give it your turn, then you give it back to Mommy. Then Mommy's going to give it back to you. And that back and forth really does get them to understand, okay, it's going to come back. Don't have big expectations on that sharing thing under the age of three. Real, remember, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not being disobedient children. They truly 
do not get the concept. It truly goes whoo right by them. So until they're about three, don't expect a lot in the turn in terms of sharing. So you shouldn't spend a lot of effort trying to teach sharing. Again, acknowledge when it happens, be excited when it happens, show them that when they do something it affects someone else. All of that is positive, but it is not going to truly be understood until around the age of three. So the other big thing about toddlers that I often get asked is potty training. So we'll talk about that for a few minutes too. So potty training, training is really, should be one of the easiest things to teach a child. It's kind of like reading. In fact, I always compare the reading and potty training together because they really are the same. You can start both of those teaching moments whenever you want. But until a child is developmentally ready to grasp the concept, all your efforts will be for naught if they're not ready. So you're better off waiting and just giving them more time. Now, if they're bugging you to potty train, I had one daughter who's like, I'm going to wear panties today. And she did, and she never went back to a diaper. Now, she was around three when she did that. I've had other children potty train at two. I've had one son didn't potty train to about three and a half. I've never sent a kid off to college in diapers and not potty trained. They will potty train. I've never sent a kid off to college not reading. They will read. You do just have to watch for the cues on those things. So with potty training, I always say in my book, I would wait till closer to three to start it. Um, it usually happens around three. That's when about most kids are ready developmentally. They're pulling their pants on and off by themselves. They're acknowledging that that pee and poop goes, comes out and can go into a potty. It really is a simple thing. doesn't require a lot of bribery. doesn't require a lot of effort. If you will just wait and approach it at the right time. And it'll be, it should be a weekend. It really shouldn't take you more than a weekend to potty train a child if you wait. But I know many of us are so, we're so excited to get those kids potty trained. We wanna start early, we think we can do it, and some can. And you might say, wait, my first kid did it this way, my second kid did it this way. Yes, that's right. We can never compare kid to kid. They are all different. They all developmental de develop, at, develop at different stages and ages. And here's the thing, you gotta be careful comparing. You got to be careful comparing because you will drive yourself crazy if you expect number two to do it exactly the same way number one did. So notice each child individually. Notice when they're asking questions and then just be excited when it happens. You can cut down on those diaper bills. So toddlers really are, to me, they're my favorite age group. If you ask me as a teacher, even as a parent, what's your favorite age group? I love the toddlers because they are in that fearless fearless state. They, I think kids are born fearless. I've said this before. We kind of put the fear in them, but in that toddler stage, they're, they're getting mobility. They're learning to walk and crawl and climb, and they need lots of opportunities to walk and crawl and climb. So make sure you're often outside giving them things to go up and over. Um, if not, they're going to climb all over your furniture. Again, very developmental. It's what they do at this stage. They are gaining independence. They are saying, I am a person. Hear me roar. And so acknowledge that. Be lighthearted. Don't expect these grand things from our toddlers. Celebrate the moments. Celebrate the moments of even no. You know, and it, again, the way we react when we go, oh, we don't say no. Well, that just stirs them up more. And then they're like, no. But if you're just like, oh, maybe I should have given them a choice in that moment. 
what choice could I have given them? And when they say, mine, 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 maybe you just say, hmm, how do I need to adjust this? Maybe I need to have a couple of these special toys around. Maybe I need to role play a little more back and forth playful spirit so they understand that it will come back. Again, that lighthearted nature. Um, it will really change the way that you parent. All over playful parenting, establish that. Now, one last thing about toddlers before we go on this quick toddler episode is reading to them. You know if you've ever heard me speak, I am a huge fan of read-alouds. They start at a young age. Pick quality books. Pick books that have got good pictures, that have good expressions. I was um, at Lakeshore Learning the other day, and they've got some fabulous books right now with real family pictures of mommy and a daddy and um, daddies and babies and baby animals and mommy animals and all these real pictures that help children understand some of these basic concepts that they need to get in a concrete way. And so providing real pictures, if you're going to do it through a book, so much more beneficial than cartoon ones. Now, the cartoon ones are fun when you have some of those rhyming ones. Again, we want to do predictable books, even those young stages. Keep the book short. Again, they're going to put everything in their mouth. They're still in that oral phase of, you know, chewing and everything. So make sure you have good books. The other thing for that phase, make sure you're giving those toddlers lots of sensory opportunities. If you have a toddler that's biting or getting frustrated often, they need more sensory experiences in their life. So make sure you're giving them more hands-on things to touch and to feel. So good books, good sensory opportunities to express themselves, to say no in mind, wait on the potty training until they get a little bit older. It doesn't have to be difficult through the toddler stage. And if you find yourself in Target and your toddler is laying on the floor having a fit, you look for the nearest Starbucks and you see if there's a mama without any kids and you ask her if she'll swap with you for a few minutes. You sit and enjoy a Starbucks and let her um, watch your toddler they do move through it. Those fits are because they don't have a lot of language and it is a way of saying, I don't like this. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. So when you just get curious about their behavior, that's going to help you so much through those toddler years. So I've got to get back to FPEA. It starts this afternoon. So this is going to be a short podcast. So hopefully you got to do some dishes and multitask while you heard this. And if you've got toddlers, I hope you are encouraged to love this stage and enjoy those children as they become independent, as they become one. And if you haven't already gone on iTunes and subscribed, please do that. Leave a review. It helps so much to have those reviews on iTunes. It helps other people know that we exist at The Real Kathy Lee. And this hot mess, oh my goodness, if I can do it, you can do it. Hang in there. You've definitely got this. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.